Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello! Right. Well. How are you? Fine. Great. Wonderful. Marveloso. I wish you were actually like that in real life. Like what? Like said things that were more than just fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I always feel like it's a weird question. I know. When people say, how are you doing? Because I just kind of, I, I always say fine. I just go, yeah, fine. Uh, always like that. But I guess I always say it like I just did it then, which I guess sounds like I'm a bit of a huff. But um, I also think like it's just one of those small talk things like you don't really care anyway. So, you know, it says, how are you doing? If they go, actually awful and then they start telling you everything about mm. why they're feeling awful oh, and you, and you think like no that's just my standard greeting like, yeah. and, and actually i'm not actually asking you i i also don't actually wish that you were like that i, I said it but I, I i take that back yeah and also i don't really um i don't know i don't use that one myself i'm trying to think what my Saying that when I meet people now, I just I don't do you know what I don't even say hello. I've realised this. Um, like obviously because I uh, like work, I see people all the time that uh, don't you know that I see them constantly. When they come in, I I think I say you all right. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it's as, always you all right. I think that's as far as I go. I don't really wait for the answer, and a lot of the time I don't even say you all right. I just sort of go, you know, just kind well, of make, I just kind of make a noise. I think like if I know someone. I don't really ask. And if I don't know someone, I'm never the one to make the first, like, greeting anyway. I, I don't, I'm not the one that says, all right, or hello. They'll just say, hello, you know, the Nikki, or if they don't know my name, just hello. And then I, then I start talking. But I'm very rarely the first person to do it anyway. I tend to just stare at people. Like, if I haven't seen them, they just come in, just come in, like, to meet me. Uh, and they're just staring at me. I'll just stare at them. Uh, until they say hello or whatever, uh, but then I yeah I very rarely make the first make the first move. Yeah, it's not really my thing. Don't want to be too keen. No, it's not that. I just I just don't. It doesn't come into my head to uh, to ask, you know, to say hello. It's like um, yeah, I just don't do it. I, I tend to not be the first one that talks when I meet people yeah. in general. Um, yeah. Or like if I show up to work and I'm at work with people, obviously that I work with all the time. I tend not to talk. If they don't talk, I don't talk. And sometimes I've gone like, you know, an hour or so with just neither one of us talking until one of them said something to me. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way I do things. Whereas uh, you're like, I think you're the opposite to that. Aren't you? you kind of, uh, you kind of just get in there, say hello. Mm. I think so anyway. Uh, I don't know. I'm quite, I either won't talk at all or... I'll go the opposite and I'll get far too intense. I, I don't really go in with a hello. I'll go in with, like, you know, when you meet someone new and you don't actually know anything about them, but somebody's told you one fact about them that's kind of obscure. Like, you know, sometimes people will be like, oh, my friend, I don't know, I need a name now. Oh, my friend Kenneth is coming. Kenneth? <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ke Kenneth, he's, he's a nice guy, although... You know, he had quite a bad divorce or something like that. Uh, it that will be the thing I focus on. So I'll be like, "Oh, hi, Kenneth. How was the divorce?" And so, like, I feel like I go too far, too intense, and be like, "What? What happened? What led to that? And how long into it did you know? And how long were you together? And how are you coping with that?" 
Like I think I think I either go that way or just silence. That is actually uh, that is true. I mean, yeah. I I mean I've never heard you do it, but I can actually imagine you just being like, ah, oh, so hi Mary, so your mom's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like you are a bit like that. Yeah. Where uh, you don't think like, well, that's a sensitive subject and that kind of thing. You just think like, we need to have a conversation and that's the thing I know about you. Yeah, like um, uh, the first time I met one of the people that works in sort of like the IT department where I work, because the, the girl I sat next to likes to joke about this, but the, the first time he came down, I was like, so is this what you want to do? Do you, do you want to do computers forever? And what got you into computers? And how is it that you got this job and how far away is it from where you live? And I think he was just a bit like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa, <laughs> stop yeah. talking. Yeah, like it's, it's one or the other. Like my, I, I, my preference would be to be silent, but I don't want to come across as rude or whatever a lot of the time. I, usually I go for silence, but if I feel like it's one of those situations where I should be friendly or talking, then I, I always go, I always go into it wrong mm. too far but you know it works with some people yeah some people like it works like the first time i properly met emily well emily's different um like in every way uh <laughs> i don't think i've ever actually met anybody else like emily uh so yeah of course she likes it but she's the same like she like no uh no subject is off limits. If yeah. she's if she wants to know about it, she'll ask about it. Uh, and then if they react badly, she's just kind of like, oh, okay, so don't talk about that then. <laughs> but like, she just kind of, she just kind of does it. Um, but she, she knows it's different because obviously she's not a burger. Um, so I think she does it because I think a lot of the time she gets answers. Um, yeah. And I think for a lot of people when they ask stuff like that they are so like caught off guard by it that they just answer and don't really think about it till after after they're just like that was a weird question to ask but then you know it's too late by then you've already uh yeah had the conversation um yeah yeah uh yeah yeah but you all right yeah i'm good thank what, you <laughs> much going on with you uh uh is there much going on with me well well moving 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 soon yeah so. Woo. so that's like a real excitement like it's like a, a bubbling up excitement where i feel like i am not really living um <laughs> yes you're actually a ghost <laughs> no those that but... you've been listening to this podcast uh scarlet died about six seven years ago no but, but i've managed uh... to channel her spirit it's actually just me <laughs> doing two voices at the same time that would be so impressive um <laughs> But like, like I, what I feel like, um, without going too intense here, yeah. because that's what I always do. But I feel like I'm, I'm not really living at the moment because I'm gonna move soon. So I feel like life at the moment for me is just sort of like being sat on the train. Like there's a destination to get to, but I'm just in the traveling sort of period for the next like couple of weeks. So I'm not really. Does that make Does that make sense? Like. No. You know, things are happening, but all the things that are happening are just things that are happening while I'm on the way to moving. So it's like, oh, I'm going to, I don't know, go and do my food shopping tonight, but I'm just doing the food shopping for the week before I moved, you know? It's like that. It's not like, oh, I'm, I'm doing my food shopping for me to enjoy the food. That's what's, that's what's going on so with me. So everything you do 
is, is, is just every time you, I'm doing this before the move, you just think about that. Is this why you get so worked up about Christmas as well? You do stuff and you think, well, this isn't really the same. Actually, yeah, now that I think about that, that is the case. So like when I cook dinner um, for you, you if it's close to Christmas, you do start thinking like, yeah, this dinner's good, but it'll be Christmas dinner soon. And yeah. Is that the same thing going on here? Yeah. You keep buying stuff, but then thinking, but like, really, this doesn't really matter anymore because I'll be in the new place soon. Yeah. So, well, sort of like I was thinking about um, working because I do a week in the office and then a week working from home. I'm like, oh, this is my week in the office coming up. So the week coming, it's the week in the office. But I'm like, oh, it's the week in the office before I move. <laughs> it's almost, I feel like these weeks going to be easy. Like not, not who cares about work. Cause obviously I still want my job so I can earn money and stuff. But I'm kind of like, oh, it'll be fine. Like no, no worries. Stress-free. Yeah, I kind of have the opposite effect. Um, I know you get quite- um, Like you've done- You've done some of the packing already. Yeah. Um, but I, like for me, like, like last time you moved, I just... You were not good when no, I moved. No, like, and it's your, like you were moving, but I was just looking at your stuff and just thinking, how are you even going to get all this out of it? And I'm having the same issue now with, with this. Like I look around, I see all the stuff everywhere. And for me, it doesn't seem physically possible to yeah. move this stuff out of this place yeah. into another place. Like, and obviously people move all the time. Like I hear people all the time, like, well, I'm going to move and stuff. But for me, I can't visualize it happening. This stuff is here. And even though you've packed some stuff already, there's like three large boxes full of stuff and there are empty spaces in here. I did feel like a wave of relief once you'd done it. Cause I just felt like, well, there you go. Look, there's some stuff already away now. Yeah. This stuff's good to go. But, um, then like in other rooms of the flat I just think like well there's loads of stuff in here and like obviously the move is like it's only a few weeks away now uh, and I'm still looking around and thinking that's it but then like it's weird you get closer to it like you're calm like you mm. think it's fine I think there's not enough time yeah um even though there's like a month even a little bit more than a month uh and I keep thinking like no no, no, it can't be done. It can't be done. And I was the same last time. Like you had a bed and I just thought there's no way of getting it out of here. Uh, and it's like now, like there's a sofa, there's no way of getting it out of here. Like, but it's, I've moved several times myself. Uh, and it's always the same every time for me. I look at it, it looks like it's too big a job to do. Therefore it can't be done. And like, I'm like that with everything. Yeah. Like, I see something, if it looks, the job seems too big. I just think there's no way anybody could ever complete this. It's just, it can't be done. Uh, and I get weird about it and, you know, it makes it hard for me to start, especially with like things like packing, because yeah. like I look at it and think this can't be done. So um, I just think like there's no point starting it because well, it'll be a never ending like task that won't finish. Like even like what I do now, like what I do for like my job now, I send stuff, people buy stuff on a website and I package it up and send it. But if they order stuff that's like a games console and I know it's got and they want some games with it as well. And I know it's like a console, all the cables, the controllers, and then the games and stuff. Even though that's not that big a thing, I think like, oh, that's going to take hours to wrap that up and put that away and get it done. But then eventually I will push myself to start it and then I'll have it done in like two minutes and it's wrapped up and it's good to go and packaged and got the, you know, postage stuff on it and it's ready to be collected. And even after that, I'm a little bit like, how has that happened? A second ago, that was on a shelf, just empty, just like floating yeah. about um and now it's wrapped up in a box and someone just needs to collect it and even though i've done it myself and i can remember doing it 
something in my head just goes, but how have I managed this? It was almost like an impossible task and I've done it. And I kind of get like that with stuff that's not immediate. You know, like drinking tea or like having my dinner. It's a straightforward, you know, mm. shovel and chew, you know, sip and swallow. Like it's got two stages. It's easy. But when someone's like, yeah, so first you've got to do this, then you've got to do this, then this, then this, and then this, and then it's done. I just think like no one can accomplish that. That's too big. Well, it's you sort of offered to do some packing with me. Yeah. And I have politely tried to get you to not because yeah. only because I know that if anything, I think it will put you in a bad mind frame because I think you will start to feel, well, I think you might find it a little bit irritating, but I just, I know that it will then make it seem one sort of like more real and a bit more overwhelming for you. But Is, I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but the, that's The mood itself think. won't be real. Uh, yeah. Until it's happening. But I just feel like if you but, started to pack, you it would put you in a bad mood. But if, say, I lived in a flat now that was just everything was packed. Yeah. Everything was away and everything was good to go. I'd be fine. I could live with everything packed up and know the next stage is moving because that's like a stage gone, you know, it's a stage removed. Yeah. It's the same way that I thought about the move that if we didn't pack everything uh, and someone just came around and literally carried everything out of here, but not in boxes, just, you know, took stuff off the walls, took things off the shelf and just carried it out of here. I'd be fine with that. It's, you know, like if you remove more stages of it, uh, I find it easier to comprehend it being done. Yeah. So like if everything was already packed away, I wouldn't think like, Oh, you know, we're going to move. That's freaking me out. I just think like everything's packed away. All they got to do now is just move one stuff to another stuff. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. Okay. It's interesting because we're quite different uh, with things like this. Yeah. Like you're, but then like you're quite, it'll easily get done. Like last time you moved, uh, I was a bit like, oh, are you going to get this done? How's this going to get it's just not going to be done. And then you did it with like days to spare. Uh, and I was a bit like, how has this happened? And, you know, it, with like other moves I've done, it got done. Uh, and, you know, loads of people say they hate moving house. And then there's people that like moving house. Uh, like, as, you know, like, with, like where I work now, like there's, there's people that are just, you know, they come in and they're like, what's your postcode? And like, oh, I've moved several times since then. And I just think like, oh, like, <laughs> Yeah. I've got to do that. How have you done it several times? Which is kind of, I kind of think, well, you've done it several times, therefore it can't be difficult. Um, so it must be an easy job. So actually, weirdly, if someone says that they've done it loads of times, I just think you've done it loads of times and I've only got to do it once. So how hard is it? And then they say they've moved house. I just think like, I live in a flat. Like, do you mean you've obviously yeah. had way more stuff to move than I did. Uh, and like my mom and, um, you know, she's she's moved a few times and she says it's not, it it can be a bit hard, but it's not that difficult. And, you know, I've moved my mom's stuff from one house to another as well. So I have done it. I'm aware that I've done it before, but for some reason I can't, I can't pull back on like recent experience and think like, well, I've done this before. It'll be fine. I just think like it can't be done. It can't be done. Even when I moved into the flat that I'm in now, like, do you know what I mean? Like my mom came down and moved my stuff from Emily's place to this place. Yeah. And we did that in like a few hours and it was done. Um, but still then I was just like, yeah, but that was different and I can't work out why. I think it's because all my furniture wasn't here. I built it inside the flat I'm in now, but right. I think that's one of the things that 
freaks me out a little bit is uh, I built it in here and now I'm going to have to unbuild it and then rebuild it. And I always feel like it's built, so it can't be rebuilt, you know? But it can. I know, I know. But like, it's just, it's just the way my brain works. Like with all jobs, uh, I can't picture the, how you get from one thing to another. If it's, if I see it as like slightly complex, mm. it just, it's seen as impossible. Uh, and therefore I can't do it. It's like if I'm trying to learn something new, if it's just two stages to learning it, you do this and then you do this, then it's done. That's fine. But if it's like, well, first you have to work out how to do this. It's like everything with me. It's like the same with like computer games and that kind of thing. Any game that gets too complicated and starts like, well, if you, you know, do this and do that, it's like, um, I'm trying to think of a game now. It's like Skyrim. Skyrim, there's loads of elements to Skyrim that I've just never bothered to learn. Like people talking about like potions and magic and making weapons and all that stuff. And I just think like, oh no. That sounds complicated. I'll just I'll just buy bits and do basic stuff. And I always play like any game that's too complicated. I just play like a basic version of that game. And someone's like, oh, you can do this and you can learn how to do that. And I just think like, why would I do that in a game form? I hate that in real life. Maybe, why would I do that to relax? Maybe in that sense, then we sort of balance each other out because I'm more on the side of it will be fine mm. no matter what. Either like I feel like that I should have more worry instead of always thinking that it will be fine mm. and then you should maybe have less so maybe we like yin and yang yeah you're you're kind of like i know with a lot of times you've moved um one of the times you moved out of that um studio flat you had you kind of got close to the move day and you just thought i've got way too much stuff left so you just <laughs> threw it all out <laughs> You just thought, well, it needs to get out of the flat. I can't figure out how I'm going to get it there. You had a friend move some stuff in a car. Um, and that was the one time you could get your friend to move stuff in a car with you and he couldn't do it again. So you just thought, all this stuff that I can't move because I've only got a bike. Do I really need it? Probably not. Bin. Yeah. Uh, that is what I did. And then every now and then you're like, oh, where's this gone? And then you think about it and you think, oh, yeah, I must have thrown it in the bin. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you have like that, that element of you where you kind of just think like, well, I mean... There's a deadline for this, so at some point it has to be done anyway. And I suppose it's the same with the flat you're in now. Like, there's a deadline for it. If you don't get everything out by the time of the deadline, tough. Whatever's still left in the flat, I guess, comes out of your deposit, you know. Uh, You kind of have, like, that, like, thought process of nothing bad will really happen. Mm. You know, one, the transition will happen either way. Whereas for me, I have this, like, weird feeling of... Uh, it's the end of the world if I don't meet the deadline in time, yeah. you know, like if I miss it, then I don't know what will happen, you know, realistically. I mean, obviously, I'm like, I'm not going to die or anything, but I do start thinking like, what do we do if it's like the day before and there's still loads of stuff in here? And what do we do about this? And like, what happens if this doesn't happen? And, you know, I start worrying about things like, uh, you know, the the washing machine. Do we leave it? Do we take it out if we leave it? And then the next people don't want it does that affect us like what will happen like there's loads of stuff that I just think like what if what if what if whereas you just kind of think like there's no way of knowing for sure so why think about it yes yeah whereas I don't like things that I don't understand if it's an unknown thing then I I need to know I need to know like what what will be done what will happen uh, and I can't work it out whereas you're just like yeah it'll be alright and I'm always a bit like well Will it be all right? What if it's not all right? Uh, and I get a bit like that. Like moving for me is 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 hideous. I kind of, I've said it to you before, if there was some way where I had like just endless money, 
I would literally just pay someone to come in here and pack everything and then pay them to move it from here to the new place and in the new place unpack it for me how I want it just so I'm so removed from the process that it's not even something I have to worry about just because uh, trying to comprehend this whole thing for me is a bit uh, is a bit like how 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 are we going to do it I don't know how we're going to do it it's not going to happen yeah Whereas, uh, yeah, I guess that's what's good about you. I wouldn't say you're too laid back, though. Uh, I'd say that I wouldn't say that we do complement each other with a lot of stuff, but I, I wouldn't say that like you're too relaxed about the whole thing. I think with situations like this, I think you need to be. You're on the same level that other people I spoke to about. I'm just going, ah, yeah, you'll be all right, you know. And I've just been, I've just every time yeah. just gone. Well, of course you're saying that. You're not the one doing it, but then like you are doing it. So uh, yeah. yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I won't just not do anything and go, I'm sure it would be okay. I still do stuff. I just think, yeah, it's not, I don't worry. Mm. Well, it kind of leads me on to, well, we haven't really got a topic for this week. What I was going to do is there's a couple of points brought up by people on the Facebook group. And I was going to okay. talk about them in that sense. And one of them kind of leads me to this. Because what we talked about here is like my worry about like big tasks and like my autism and how it affects me in the sense of I don't understand complicated. Uh, well, I do understand, but I don't see how they can be done. Like I don't understand how like complicated uh, situations can be just dealt with. And people's like, oh, it's all finished now. Like there, there are genuine times where you've done stuff that I thought like that's too hard uh, and you've just done it. And then I've been like, how have you managed that? And I still, even after, I can't work it out. Every time I change jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you change jobs. Uh, when I came back from home, came back from work, and you just, you'd already packed some of your stuff away, and there was like three boxes all done. And I was like, how have you done this? <laughs> like, I looked at the boxes, and I lifted one of them just to make sure there was genuinely stuff in there. Because <laughs> I thought, well, maybe you've just made some boxes up. Uh, but they are all like full, and there's huge spaces in the flat now where there isn't stuff. So I just kind of thought, um, no, it's definitely been done. But then you've also been working at home. So you were like, in my lunch break, I've just done these. And I think, how has that happened? And even if you explain it to me how you did it, uh, and even if I watched a video of you doing it, I still don't understand how it's happened. Like my brain is not able to work that out, whereas you don't seem to have that problem. And what I was saying was one of the people in our group on Facebook uh, said that a lot of these episodes we talk about how I'm affected and like how my Asperger's like limits or put strains on like how I do things and like my life in general mm. um, but a, this person had commented on the fact that there never seems to be issues for you you don't seem to have like your autism doesn't seem to affect you that much in your day-to-day I mean if you listen to the episode on sensory which is one of our really mm. earlier episodes on you have a lot of sensory stuff you're yeah. you're sensitive to light uh you're sensitive to sound yeah uh, you don't really have any issues with smell that's more of a me thing yeah um there's loads of times where i'll come into the flat and be like what the hell is that smell and you'll be like what smell <laughs> and it's like a really strong smell and i'm like how can you not smell that and then i have to keep i have to explain to you what the smell is and then you sniff again and you're like oh yeah yeah i can smell that but it's like if i've had to verbally explain to you what it smells like and then you have to then re-sniff to see if you're actually picking that up and then you're like yes actually I am getting that yeah but if I didn't tell you that you wouldn't notice that is true um whereas I notice a weird smell in the air almost straight away um and my and you have a you have an issue with sound in the sense of you can't tell where a sound's coming from so you can hear 
but you can't. It's, it's like if I say I'm going to ring your. But a good example of this is I'm going to ring your phone, so I can find your. You're like, where's my phone? And I was like, yeah. I'll ring it. Um, and I can hear it clearly coming from one room, but you're wandering about <laughs> all over the place, like in the bathroom, you're in the kitchen, and I can hear it coming from like the front room. But then you're like looking under the bed, like you're looking in wardrobes. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's obvious where that sounds coming from. Um, but for some reason, you can hear it, but you cannot hear or pinpoint where it's coming from. Or like you do this thing where something will happen on telly, but you think it's coming from somewhere else. Like, well, yeah. you, like we've got a whistling kettle. But if one goes off on the telly, you're like, oh, kettle's ready. And I'm like, it's on the telly. We're looking at a whistling kettle and it's whistling. But you think it's coming from a different room. Um, you know what? A night. Oh, yeah. I Sorry. No, no, Karen. Well, here's the way it affects me. I mean, this is like a really silly thing, but... The sound thing affects my everyday life really heavily with driving because if I like a lot of I, I like I mean I like loads of music but I like grime music they always play like police sirens and whenever I'm driving I always pull over and there's never a police car coming ever but the amount of times I've pulled over and then had people like beep <laughs> and I'm looking around like, where is it? Where's the car? It just needs to go. And then I realise it's on the song. So there's there's a way it affects me quite a lot. Yeah. 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 Happens like it like that sounds like a sort of thing that wouldn't, you know, it comes up occasionally. It comes up most times I'm out driving. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just terrible for, for noises in general. Uh, you just you can't work out what they are. Um. So yeah, like I say, like you've got some sensory stuff. Like I say, bright lights, like you're not good with. No, I don't like bright lights. Bright light at all. Um, it messes with you. And I'd say sounds that are too loud as well. You're not good with that. If the sound becomes too loud, you don't like it. Um, you're not able to do stuff. Uh, you were telling me the other day that you were working from home. You had the window open and somebody outside was like sanding, sanding. or something. Sanding. Yeah. Who's sanding? Like I mean, it probably had a valid reason, but like in our front garden as well, so directly below where no, the window he, he is. No, he wasn't directly below. Was he not? No, he was like um, a house down. He was like next door or the one oh. after that because I had a look for you. Oh, well, sanding. It's very loud. But like, obviously, for a lot of people, it's like that's a mild like inconvenience, and you're just like, oh, like that's kind of thing. But it's for you, like you were just just angry and yeah. like and like you were really distracted and just couldn't it's very annoying couldn't deal with the sound of it like you just was like that that I can't it's it's like trying to watch tv um or listen to music or something with the window open if there's cars driving past all I can hear is the cars and I can't hear the tv yeah and you were behaving like um <laughs> You're behaving like the guy was sanding the coffee table next to you. Like that's for you the way you're behaving. It was like somebody had come in here and was just sanding away yeah. while you were trying to work. It's, it gets... You kept looking away from your laptop at the window, <laughs> then at the laptop, then at the window again. I just if there's a repetitive, so I really like repetitive sounds to an extent. So like certain repetitive sounds are actually really calming for me. So I really like, um, we don't have them anymore, but we used to have crickets, which you might've heard in the episodes because they make noise. I love the sound that the crickets make. I love the sound of like ticking clocks and stuff like that. Anything like that, brilliant, perfect. But certain sounds like that go on, I can't focus on, I can't hold a conversation if they're going on in the background um, or like, 
focus on anything. So I can't focus on working from home. I can't focus on what I'm supposed to be doing or if I'm trying to watch something or if I'm trying to read anything like that. I just can't focus if there's sounds going on in the background. So I'm not very good with background noises generally. No, no, you, you do start like you do this thing where you kind of, you know, like when a dog's been asleep and then like a sound happens and they do that thing where their ears lift up and their <laughs> head lifts up and they start doing this like frantic, like head turning. Yeah. You're like that. So yeah. like we'll be watching something and then there'll be a sound that you don't recognize and you'll just sit up and go, what's that noise? Where's <laughs> that noise coming from? And you've got this look on your face. It's almost <laughs> terror. Like it's not, it's not, it's not quite there, but it's almost at the point of you seem scared. And you're like, what is that? Where's that coming from? What is that? And then I'll have to be like, it's just this. And you're like, oh, okay then. And then you'll just go back to normal. But you do it all the time. You're just like, what's that noise? Where's that coming from? It's like, um, it's like if you're, yeah, it's like if, because like the people that live across the hallway, it's like if they start talking, like you're like, what's that? Or like the thing that you've done a few times is the people that live across the hall, uh, they'll be unlocking their door and you were like, someone's coming into the flat. Someone's coming into the flat. Someone's opening the door. Someone's coming in. And I'll be like, it's next door. It's next door. And you're like, oh, well, okay then. But yeah, you're a bit like that. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So that that affects me. Not very good with sounds. No. Um, but like apart from the sensory stuff, mm. like obviously a lot of the episodes that we do are usually based on social stuff. And it is a lot of me because we've discovered that I have a lot of social problems. Yeah. Uh but I, I don't know with you. Um, I think you kind of, I think you kind of could have social issues, uh, and like obviously, like we're talking about you here, so I know I'm doing a lot of the talking no, about no, you. No, no, uh, your opinion helps. But like, I think because you don't involve yourself in stuff, and you don't try and mask, and you don't try and fit in, and you know, BNT and that kind of thing. I think that's why we don't ever talk about your issues because you've never tried to not be, you know, not I'm not trying not be autistic, but like you've never. You've never done something that you think I can't do that, but I need to go for it anyway, which is kind of how I work is I think like if I don't do that, people are going to know that I'm different. Yeah. Therefore, I'm just going to have to try and do it. Whereas you, you've always kind of, uh, you've always trying to keep yourself a bit odd, you know, a bit weird. Like we've talked about before when I first met you, um, I didn't see your face for a <laughs> month or two because you, um, you just used to keep your hair over your face all the time. So you were just like this ball of hair in yeah. clothes. Uh, I never really heard you hear you talk for a while. And one of the other guys who I used to work with was just went, have you met the new girl? Uh, she doesn't introduce herself to anybody. Like she doesn't even say hello to me. And I'd just be like, yeah, well, I was like, I guess that's just how she is. And that's, that's kind of how you are. And then when you get to know people, like you said, you start asking stuff that's a bit weird or a bit maybe inappropriate sometimes or you don't understand that you can't just say like you know so your mom died eh? yeah um but you just kind of do it anyway and i feel like that's why you don't have any of the social stuff that we talk about is because i have spent years trying to blend in and bnt whereas you've never really done that you don't like a lot of attention so it's kind of contradiction in a sense because you think you would have blended in because you don't want to stand out but you've never really tried to yeah. blend in um you've never tried to be like everyone else and everyone else does stuff you know I, I don't do it so much anymore as i've got older but when i was younger i would do things i didn't want to do or pretend i liked things that i didn't like or went along with stuff that i didn't want to do in a massive sense just because i just thought if i don't then they'll know whereas you've always kind of been a bit more like no i don't do that so i'm not going to uh, and then you just haven't done it yeah. um and i think that's why you don't have any of the when we talk about the social aspects of stuff, that's why you don't have a lot of the same problems that 
I have, and that's why we never talk about your stuff. Because, yeah, this question, basically we're saying that you never seem to have any issues with anything. And when we do talk about topics, we talk about me a lot in, mm. you know, a lot of the social ones. But you just kind of just go, yeah, I've seen you do that, or I understand that, but you never really have something. Is there anything that you think, like, apart from the sensory stuff, which I would say your sensory stuff is stronger than mine. Like, yeah. I, have a, I have a thing for sound, but that's about it. Sound and smell are my main sensory problems. Um, like I'm really, I have a really like, I guess, heightened sense of both. I can hear things that other people can't really hear. And I'll be like, can you hear that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, that's definitely coming from somewhere. And same with smells. I'll be like, I can smell something weird uh, and no one else can smell it. And I can kind of follow where that smell is and work out where it's coming from and what it is. But then equally for me with smell, I, I can't stop thinking about it until I work out what it is. Uh, whereas that's it for me. Whereas your sensory stuff, the light thing, like you freak out if like it's too bright. If it's too bright, you kind of just go, ah, and then you're all like mm. closing your eyes and trying to move away from it or trying to turn the sat light down. And you work in kind of like, if you could, I remember in your old place, because you had those like, uh, like smart light bulbs, like it was always really dark. I'd come around <laughs> to see you sometimes and it was so dark that it would be hard for me to even work out if you've actually bothered putting the light on. <laughs> You know, like I'd be, it's like it's like you'd have them to the level of like almost ca like what candles are like. Yeah. You know, like have you ever had a room, room like full of candles? Yeah. Not full of candles, but no. enough so you can kind of vaguely m work a, out the. A candle in every corner. Yeah. And like every time I've tried to use your phone, like the brightness is so low down <laughs> that sometimes I think your phone's turned off. Yeah. But then I'll see like a weird movement and be like, oh, no, it's, it's on. Uh, so you're kind of your sensory stuff are much stronger than mine, but. You know, how do you feel about your other stuff? Like, what are your so, actual, like, problems you have with being autistic, I suppose? Or, not problems, but where are your... I don't know what, I'm looking, what the word I'm looking for Yeah, here. I get, uh, like, I guess issues, but, yeah. yeah. Um, I, well, I think the sensory... Like, I, I'll go on to non-sensory stuff. But I think the sensory stuff obviously leads to affecting me because there'll be stuff where I don't I guess like in that sense socially like I choose to not go to things where I know it's going to be particularly bright or particularly loud or crowded um I think that's a a thing for sure and I think I also try and avoid uh, like like you said like I like the brightness on my phone down um and that kind of is the same for like on tv I don't like tv so I don't like cartoons or anything like that um because that messes I, ca I can't really do animation because it messes with me a bit and it makes me feel kind of like car sick but then also just in general like the tvs if it's a really bright show they use a lot of like white i struggle with that mm. um yeah i've seen that yeah i really don't like that so when they use bright lights on tv and also just tv in general i can't watch for too long i've never so I guess it, that's a way it kind of affects me because especially when you're younger, I suppose, a lot of things are like, oh, should we... You, you know when people love to do sleepovers that don't involve any sleep? Like, there's nothing worse than not getting a good night's sleep, in my opinion, a solid, you know, eight hours. But people want to do sleepovers where they just want to sit up all night and watch films. That's just not... Yeah. Like, one film, is, and even then, I don't really like super long films if I can help it. Because I think, for me, like, 
after the hour and a half mark, I'm like done with TV for a bit. I need to not be looking at a screen. Same with my phone. I can't look at the screen for too long. Um, games as well. Like I can't. Yeah. 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 I, actually, we were talking about this the other day. I think a lot of it comes from like, I've never been like my family aren't a big TV family either. No. We used to like, we eat ate dinner at the dinner table with no TV anywhere near or on or anything and then we just used to sort of sit around at the dinner table and talk we didn't it wasn't a case of okay we're done now we'll go and watch some tv we used to play like card games or board games and just make up our own games like we did it's not like my family don't have a tv but it I mean, like, you've been around my family. It's not a thing... Like, it's, the TV doesn't really come on. Yeah, it's it's been on, like, because your dad's big into, like, sport. So if there's some sort of sporting event on... It'll be, like, background. It'll be on. But then that's it. Your dad uh, is... You know what I mean? Like, your mom will watch the odd programme, like, during, like, one show a week or something. Yeah. But then that's it. Yeah, they, they don't really... They're always like out in the garden yeah. or they're just on the sofa talking like, and you can tell as well, because you can always tell how much someone watches the telly by what telly they've got. Like the bigger, the fancier the telly, the more telly they watch. Your parents' telly is big, but it's such an old, yeah. like whatever. And then, you know, sometimes you think about lending them something, but then I realise that they, they can't watch Blu-rays because they haven't got a Blu-ray player. Yeah. They've only got like a DC. Yeah, it's, you can always tell with like someone's, the technology that they use for thing, like how how much they watch it. And your parents have got, like I say, the telly's got to be like five, six, maybe even older than that, years old. So like you can tell they're not really telly people. Yeah, with like it's always more like generally if if we, like when we ever meet my family, it's always been sat like in the garden. So again, like not in like bright rooms or anything. We usually would and we'd just be sat around talking. So I guess that probably helped me as well with I guess more like social because. It was always a case of talking, but that's probably why I talk quite intense. Like I know people really well because I'm used to talking with my family, but obviously we're family, so we can say things. And my family are also quite um, like they're 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 quite close, but there's not really a topic off limits because we like to mess around with each other a lot. We'll talk about things that are inappropriate or uncomfortable so I think I take that into my social life of thinking well this is fine like this is fine around the dinner table we'll have this chat so I can do that with anyone and it obviously doesn't work like that that's not ways people are so I suppose that maybe affected me um slightly and then I think kind of like what you said like I kind of feel like with socially I just sort of feel like I'm not really there. Like I sort of float above it. It's almost like whenever I'm around people, not everyone. So we like, we hang out with um, Emily mm. a lot and that's fine that I, you know, I feel like I'm there and stuff, but say I'm at work or I'm in a situation that's more not out of choice. So it's not the same as being like with family or with you or with, like people that I would consider like good friends but when I'm in a situation that is more forced uh, I kind of just feel like an out-of-body experience like I'm floating above watching it happen so it doesn't really affect me whatever's going on doesn't I don't really get like the anxiety or the worry um that I know you sometimes feel yeah in that situation because I don't really feel like I'm actually there if that Makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I 
Yeah, 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 that makes sense. That it's, it's, you don't need to. Whereas the, I have the opposite thing. I think that everybody that's in there that's having a conversation is actually all secretly thinking about me while they're having the conversation. So I have this weird thought in my head that when people are talking and having meetings is they're all every now and then looking over at me and they're spending their whole time thinking about me. And if I'm not interacting and not talking and not being involved, they'll notice. And then the second I leave... The first thing they'll all talk about is like, oh yeah, Nikki's a bit quiet. Nikki doesn't really talk, you know. Yeah. I have this like weird, and I don't. It's I. I think it's something that's quite common with autism. Is you you only think about what other people think about you, and you always think that people are thinking about you, and it can sound seem a bit like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Can seem self-centered yeah like that kind of thing but it's, it's just that's what i think i always think like if i haven't left the right impression or if i haven't done the right thing then the second i'm out the door they'll be like oh he's a bit weird or he's whatever whereas yeah you kind of just kind of just like well this isn't me anyway i'm not really here so yeah who cares you know? yeah that is you don't even think about if people have been talking about you once you've left yeah like, so i swear but then i i think like can it does it does my autism affect me yeah it can do because i suppose it, it probably doesn't really affect me so much as it affects other people that have to deal with me because they probably think oh she was a bit uh i don't know she was a bit rude maybe not rude i don't think i come across as rude i i actually don't think that that's something not usually anyway i hope not i i don't i, I can't i've never seen you do anything that i would consider rude you're usually quite um oh. I'm struggling with words today. Usually quite in tune with other people's like feelings or emotions. You're very um you're very empathetic. Not empathetic. There's a word I'm actually want to use, but it doesn't matter because I'll spend the rest of the episode trying to work out what it is. But you you're very thoughtful when you talk to people that you you've never been rude to someone unless you want them to know you were. You've never accidentally <laughs> yeah. been rude. You don't come across rude. Sometimes you are rude to people, but it's kind of because of the way they've been. That's why you're doing it. Like, it is kind of like they started it. That's the only time you've ever actually been rude. But you're quite um, conscientious. Con- conscientious yeah, yeah, yeah. Of other people's feelings when you're talking to them that you've never actually been rude. You will ask stuff, like we've said, that's a bit like, oh, should you have asked that? But you've never, like, purposely gone, like, you've never done it in a way of, like, I want to annoy this person. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to do it. So, yeah, I've, I've, I would say that I can't imagine you've ever come out of a conversation and someone has gone, well, she was rude. Like, I, I just don't, I can't imagine it. Uh, I've never known you to ever be that way with anyone. Like, even, you know, on the rare occasions that me and you've fallen out, you're still a bit more like, <laughs> do you know, sometimes you'll apologize for stuff that was definitely me. So, yeah. I'm a bit, yeah, I am an apologizer. I'll apologize for anything. Let's, <laughs> let's all just be friends. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've, I'm trying to think because, you know, when you know that it, it does have an effect, but it's hard to say, like, in terms of socially, it probably doesn't have that much of an effect on me because I don't think that I sort of care enough socially for, for it to be a thing. If anything, like, I, the thing that I think does affect me a little bit is I do worry about, well, not maybe not worry, but, like, I do care about other people even when I guess it I think this is a thing to do with my autism like I I care about what other people if they're having a good time if I want them to have a good time I worry that they're gonna be worried does that make sense like I with you sometimes I'm like that I'm more worried about you 
yeah. having a bad time. Yeah, yeah, you do worry about um, other people more so. Yeah, or if if I do have like a family event, I want to make sure that the family member involved is having a good time. I don't want to ruin their day. or like... So I suppose that happens um, with me. Like I do, even when I think that I don't so because because sometimes I'm like oh no I don't like I don't really care like they can if they want to have a bad time they can have a bad time but then I I can't see that through like I really want other people to be okay I tried like I I like to think that I'm not like that because I want to be kind of cool but yeah I'm not really I'm quite I do actually care like worry about other people yeah yeah, I, I think so. Um, you definitely worry about what other people th- uh, think or if they're having a good time. I think especially if it's something that you wanted to do or something that you like doing mm. and somebody else is doing the thing. It's almost like you feel like you personally have, do you know what I mean, like created this thing or that kind of thing. I think, it's, I think like, I guess a good example of this or an easier example, more simplistic anyway, is if you were to recommend a film to someone yeah, and then they watch it and they didn't like it or they don't seem as into it as you were, you almost feel, it's almost like you've made the movie and yeah. it's your personal film and uh, they don't like it and then you start being like, oh, sorry, sorry, it wasn't a good film and that kind of thing. Like, even though, like, movies are, like, subjective, you yeah. know, like, it, everybody can't like, there's, there's not a movie out there that everybody likes, you know what I mean? Like, everybody, there's always that, you always find someone that's like, yeah, it's awful, I hate it. Uh, whereas you kind of feel like, because you're the one that suggested it, it's now your fault if they've not hate, not even hated it. Just they've come out of it going, yeah, I was all right. And you're just like, oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to like, I won't pick a movie next time. Yeah. Like, you should pick something. Like you're a bit like that. Yeah. And I kind of want everyone to have like the best time ever. Yeah. All the time. Tell you something you do do uh, yeah. that's definitely autism related. I wouldn't say that it socially affects you so much because I think I'm one of the only few people that's seen you do it. But, like, say something happens uh, that you don't agree with, uh, that you think is really wrong. You have this tendency of, and I used to struggle with it initially because I didn't know how to react to it. Mm. But I've kind of learned, like, tricks to deal with it now, where you'll just go absolutely, like, you'll get so angry. You'll go from nothing to, so it doesn't happen that often, but some things will happen. Someone will do something or say something. And then you'll just go nuts and yeah. just start, and you proper like shout at like the top of your <laughs> voice. Uh, uh, and like, I remember with one example in particular, you were then saying that you were going to leave the country. And you're like, that's it, I'm leaving the country. Like, and you weren't saying it like, well, I'm leaving then. You were screaming, I'm leaving. You started Googling which countries, you know, don't do this thing that you're angry about. And you're like, right, I'm leaving, that's it, we're going, I'm not living here anymore, that's it, we're done, I'm going out of here. Like, this is nonsense. You just keep shouting, and you, you keep getting louder and yeah, louder. Yeah, I worked myself up. And louder. It's a snowball. And what I used to do, I think, is I used to tell you to just calm down. Mm. Uh, and you'd just be like, well, there's no point being calm. Like, nothing's going to get But This is it now. Like, this is the end. And I'd just be like, okay. But what I've learned to do is I know that a few hours after, you'll just calm down and it probably like won't it, even be hours. And, and, it, and it'll be like it never happens. Yeah. Like you've stopped thinking that it's the end of the world. Um, and yeah. then and then like you're fine. But the things I've tried that didn't work is trying to calm you down while it's happening, which is bad. And also I think the worst thing I ever did is to point out that in a few hours time, 
it won't matter anyway. I think one time I said, do you know what? I'm not going to talk to you. Like, in an hour's time, you'll just calm down and you'll be over it. So I'm just going to wait till then. I think saying that just seemed to rile you up more so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does happen every now and then. It's usually where something's happened that was out of your control. Mm. Uh, and it's just happened and it's it's had like a, a huge effect. And I've just kind of just thought like, yeah, okay. Uh, and you've just gone, well, that's it. And you start off really quietly like, well, that's... That's it, that's it, that's done. And then it's just, it escalates it and you just rage and like uh. you're, you're shouting, like you're proper screaming. I start thinking that, you know, because we live in a shared <laughs> building, like I just thought like, well, other people in other flats are going to hear this. Like, so I'm trying to like get you to quiet down. I'm just always a bit like, you need to, maybe it's like, okay, I, was like, I get you that you're angry, but try and, try and say it quietly. And then that, that just makes you get louder. And I just think like, why did I, why did I say this? But like, what I just do now is I just let you do it. Uh, and I just don't say anything. I just sit and wait for you to like calm down. Yeah. Like when you were thinking about leaving the country, you know, the first time you ever did something like that, I just thought, is she actually going to do this? Because with you, if you say you're going to do something, you will do it. So obviously the first time you started saying things like, I'm going to leave the country, I just thought, oh, are you actually going to leave the country? But then I've realized that uh, when you're in your like rage uh, mode, uh, that anything you say can just be ignored. Like yeah. you're not actually going to do it. Um, it's it's fine. I just think like just ignore it. I mean, nothing's actually going to come of it. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like doing like certain just stuff. It's just it's really it doesn't happen that often with you. Like unlike me, like you know I get angry all the time with stuff. But you, it's very rare. But when it does happen, like your level of anger is like it kind of like um, yeah, it makes my level of anger look like trivial. Like, it's, you know, I think. I think with me, it's always a build-up. Like, it's an accumulation of things that's just got, like, one, I guess, final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Which is why it's, like, more explosive. But I think it's um, it's usually something to do with, like, a moral injustice, or, like, in yeah. my opinion. Because I have, like, I think I've got quite a strong moral compass. It obviously is my moral compass. So I'm, I'm different people's morals are different. So yeah. I know that it's a very personal thing. It's not me trying to say that my morals are the correct ones, even though obviously I think that because I'm me. But you, you know what I mean? Like I, I also acknowledge that it's very much like within my boundaries that I have set, my moral compass is really strong. And if I think that something is immoral, that's like, it's it's really difficult for me. I, do, I just don't like in like my in again like it is all really subjective but i really don't like my opinion of injustice i really really don't like it it, it bugs me it grinds me um it's the only thing that people can really do to annoy me like like say i i float like i feel like when i'm out in social situations like i float i don't really care like what they're saying they can say things that i disagree with and it doesn't really bother me at all but as soon as it gets into that thing where I think it's immoral what they're saying, that's when I start to, like, you know, I fall back down from my floaty place and I'm like, whoa, what? Like, that's not okay. And I, I usually won't say it to them. Like, I try, and, I try to keep reserved. But I think, yeah, it does. If something like that happens, then yeah. And the, the thing is with me, like you say, it starts off as a really small thought and I, I'm, I'm working on it because I think I know sort of like why it happens and when it happens more. Like I, I read a lot about stuff like this and there is something I'm reading about at the moment, but it's like a snowball effect of, I just want to, I just want to 
I guess I want to re- release something and the only way to release it is to to get myself all built up, built up, built up till I'm at the point where I'm about to explode and then that's it, like it's it's gone and it is released and then I'm fine. Um, the I think, yeah, like you say, the best thing to do is to probably just not... Yeah, sometimes I feel like I just want some because it I, I want someone to just be like yeah you're right and then I could be like yes I'm right and then I'll calm down and be like I wasn't right was I like I was wrong <laughs> but um I think like last time the that sort of thing happened I just left that was good that helped yeah yeah we talked about this the last episode you, know, you just went for a walk with no shoes and socks yeah on like and you went you went out and... i think that's what i needed i just needed to like walk away yeah. that's that's probably the best thing for me is just to like get away because i only like i just need like if i don't have an audience then and i not that i do it with like an audience but if you're not there because <laughs> you're the audience yeah then i'm not going to do it because why would you know i'm not going to do that by myself so i think like I think with me, I'm just like I need, I need like you to to see how big a deal this is, and I don't. Well, because <laughs> afterwards I'm like that was so stupid. No, a couple. Like, of, why was I like that? A couple of times where you've done it, like I've, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. It's just the last few times you've done it, it's over something that there's nothing we can do about yeah. it. Yeah. It's just something that's happened, uh, and therefore for me, I just kind of just sort of I just sort of let it go yeah I just kind of think like I can't do anything about it so that's that uh whereas you there's definitely like a a thing and you know your autism for you you ruminate so like you say like it starts off as a small thing uh, and it just just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger whereas I think about it think about logically what I can do about it realize there's nothing I can do about Mm. it and I still have like remnants of it after where I'm still annoyed by it but I kind of just over time I start thinking yeah that's fine I suppose there's nothing I can do about that just leave it alone whereas you get frustrated because you think you and it's always like you say it's always like bigger concepts with you it's never little stuff it's always like this bigger situation and yeah. that's what's that's what's caused it um like you say it doesn't it doesn't happen very often thank god because nobody wants that. But yeah, I guess that is definitely that is definitely like my autism there, just making, like stacking things, the snowball effect. And I, I guess it's it's kind of it's kind of it's a meltdown, is what it is. It's just it's an angry one. Is yeah, but yeah. in a yeah, in a weird way. It's a, it's a yeah 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 definitely. But that definitely happens. That. Whereas I, I, you know, I kind of let the pressure off, especially with angry stuff. I don't get angry meltdowns that often, or hardly ever, and it's because I get angry about little stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that little pressure release of venting every now and then stops it from building up. Whereas you don't, you don't ever get angry, so it kind of just waits and it's there, and you get angry about other little things that have happened, but you're not going to show it, and then something all big will happen, and then it all just comes out in one like proper shouty burst you know you kind of do that um which yeah i'd say it's definitely you are quite prone to angry meltdowns when they happen but i'm yeah i'm more shouty at myself like i'm not really like shouting like i'm not really shouting at you no you're just voicing your thoughts yeah like i'm i'm yeah i just i don't like i'm not like you down there i'm 
like saying my thoughts just really loudly. Yeah, yeah, that is literally what it is. <laughs> yeah. you, you just, it's kind of like. I'm not shouting at anyone, I just. <laughs> the things you say, it's just, it's like your train of thought, but just really loudly. Yeah. Shouty and uh, there's a lot of swearing in it. Yeah, no, I mean, like, in, <laughs> in, <laughs> in general, that's probably a thing with my autism. Um, like swearing, I don't know when I do it. And I don't, and I don't think about, oh, this isn't a situation where you can, or this is, I never have that. I don't know when it's, I don't, I don't really realize it's a thing. So I don't know when it's appropriate and inappropriate. Um, mm. I, like I, I'm better. I've, and I know not to do it on the phone at work. Yeah, you don't do it on this podcast when we're talking. Yeah, and no, I don't do it on the podcast. So I do know, like, sort of, but what I find it really hard to do, like, so at work, it's fine because I only talk to, like, customers on phone. So I, it's kind of like, okay, I'm on the phone. I do, like, a phone voice and everything. So I literally put myself in this bubble of I'm on the phone. But if I'm having a general conversation with someone, that that's when my, my guard's not up. I'm not really thinking. Um I'm just having a general conversation. I never know, like swearing. I find really that's a that's a difficult one, where it just sort of yeah, fl- like it flows out, and it's been like part of my everyday language for ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not one of those people that just, like I don't know like because cause you know how like there's some people where they you know they they're like that or you you see, you hear it all the time with kids when they they're, they're out and about with their friends and they're all swearing and as soon as they're like parents come along or they talk to their mum on the phone they're back to they're not doing the same voice anymore and they're obviously not swearing and stuff whereas i've never had like the way i talk to you is the same way i talk to my parents my family like i'm anyone really. anyone anyone yeah. yeah like it doesn't doesn't really matter who it just just flows out of me. I've never thought about it being inappropriate or anything. Yeah, a lot of the time you don't even know you've done it. Yeah. Um, I'll say that you swore a lot or you said something and you'd be like, did I? And I'm like, yeah, yeah you did. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's never got you into massive trouble. I just think, like, when you talk to people, uh, yeah, you were... You're just swearing just one of those things that you, you do naturally uh, more so than it. I, I feel like it could be autism related in a sense, like I say, that you can't just know not to. It's only in certain situations and you have to change the way you're thinking about a situation. So like you say at work, you have to do a different voice on the phone yeah. just to remind yourself now is not the time for this. Yeah. But once you're off the phone and talking to like other work colleagues, I imagine you're just back to normal. Again. Yeah, 100% uh, just back to normal. Yeah, and like it was the same when we used to work together. You would do a different voice when you talk to people over the counter. So it's kind of like yeah. you have to put yourself in this thing of don't do this because you don't have the... And like asking inappropriate questions and telling jokes yeah. that might be a bit risky is you always kind of... There's nothing in your head telling you to don't not do, do that. it. Yeah. Or you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, whereas I do that with everything, like everybody I talk to in every situation I'm in, I try and gauge how I should be behaving before I start doing anything really, which I think why is why I'm quiet or I show no behavior or my face is always the same and my tone of voice doesn't change when I first meet anyone, is I have to let them interact with me for a while first so I can work out how I'm supposed to be. So I tend to be like, doing like a kind of like a plain bit of like, 
plasticine. Yeah. Uh, and then when they start mold. talking to me, I, I kind of change how I am depending on how they're behaving. Yeah. Whereas you go into everybody the same way. And in the situations where you think, I can't be myself, you have to literally do a voice just to yeah. remind yourself, this is not okay to be my usual self because some people will find it weird and it's not appropriate. So you do a, a thing. Um, you know, you have more of an accent when you're talking to me than when you're like talking to someone that's a bit more, when you've got to be a bit more formal. Yeah, like even on the podcast, I think I do a bit of a different... You tone your accent down, definitely. When you do, when we do these episodes to how you talk to me, once we finish recording this, you'll be talking completely differently to how you talk. Now it's similar, but not the same. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I don't think I have an accent, but... Yeah, but you do. Uh, yeah, tone it down. <laughs> That's like the main things I can really think of. I'm, I can't think of it. Is there anything else that you can think well, of? Well, I think the difference is, like you said, you've been reading books lately about your behaviour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do a lot of reading and learning in general. Like once I first told you that you might have autism, uh, you started looking it up. And I think you kind of do this thing where you try and understand everything about something so you can do it, which I think this is why you don't have as many issues or as problems or as many obstacles as I do because I don't learn about anything uh, most of the time so like I don't really I've never I've never really taught myself about how to control my I mean I'm trying to do it now with this whole gut feeling thing like I'm trying to retrain my natural instinct towards decision making because I'm terrible at it so I've started doing this thing now where uh, I think I mentioned a couple episodes before where if I don't feel the need to do something straight away it means I don't want to do it Whereas I don't have a feeling of I shouldn't do this. I just kind of think like, well, maybe I will. But if I th- now I've started this thing, if I think maybe, it's a no. If I yeah. don't outright think yes straight away or haven't just started doing it like without even really thinking about it, then don't do it. Uh, and that's like kind of how I've started to to behave. But you kind of just, do you mean like you like learning, you like understanding stuff. So I think you kind of, you have less problems than me in that sense because you kind of, even when stuff has gone wrong or hasn't gone how you thought it would, instead of being weird about it, you kind of just go, okay, so I understand that now. Or you try and work out why and then you work it out and then you think, cool, that won't happen again. I think like I've changed a lot. I mean, recently as well, but just in general, like I have changed a lot um, with like reading and all the reading I do and, and stuff like that. I learn like new techniques to deal with things. And I think that's why I'm now, not all the time, obviously, like we've spoken about the like angry meltdowns and the like, sometimes I'm really hyped up as well. But like, I'm quite gen- generally speaking, not all the time, I'm quite calm. And I think that I didn't used to be. And I think I've really like come a long way in becoming like this but a lot of it has just been like reading and understanding and just like realizing when I'm doing certain things so like the angry and meltdown things like I feel like that used to happen way more often um but I've I've definitely started to acknowledge it a lot sooner where I, I can be like oh like this is what's happening this is what I'm feeling this is what's about to happen and I'll probably feel fine about it in an hour and most of the time that then leads it to not even happen because I can overcome it obviously not every time which is why it still happens sometimes but I'm definitely 
like a lot more often I'm a lot more conscious of what I'm doing or thinking or saying or like sometimes you know I might want to say something to like it could be anyone but say you've done something that is a little bit annoying or whatever I couldn't think oh I could say this but that will end up with this happening so I'm not going to say it or I'll breach it or I'll broach it approach it in a different way yeah and like I, I can sort of like catch myself before I do something yeah like I say you you kind of do that you rarely ever make the same mistake twice yeah um and I think that's why you don't have the same issues with as I do because I kind of just walk into the same situations over and over again but each time I just think this time it'll be different um yeah yeah I mean I hope that like gave some idea I do have like struggles because of autism, but like you said, a lot of them are kind of sensory and but like a lot of the struggles would be struggles, but I guess they've they've not been because um of my perception of them. Like I do feel quite different. Uh, I do in a way feel like a like well, I do feel like a, a, a an alien compared to other people, you know. I do feel different and I feel like it's quite a stark difference, especially with things like that I enjoy doing and things that my my life ambitions if you like I mean I don't really have life ambitions but you know like my wants and needs and interests are different to other people's but I don't really consider that a struggle I it exists and it happens but I just kind of feel like that's me and I I think that could be a struggle if I didn't feel okay with it yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah I think that's I think that's it. Um, I was going to mention as well, there's somebody else posted in our group uh, that said that she was wondering, because we did an episode a while ago uh, about rumination and obsessive thoughts. And it mentioned like when me and you, like I had used to have like health anxieties, money anxieties and weird thoughts about terrorism and that kind of thing. And somebody said that they have an issue with the COVID stuff that's happening now. Um and she mentioned something about a new world order, but I'm not sure what she meant by that. But I think that's to do with like just political stuff was my guess, because obviously political stuff is changing a lot lately. Yeah, all over different um, places. Yeah, so I, I get there's like just, and obviously I guess the way that things are working now because of COVID, it could mean that in the rules. I never really asked. Um, So like I'm assuming you mean like about the rules about COVID uh, and that kind of thing. Um, and you asked like what are good techniques to deal with it and I didn't reply to the post but the reason being is I don't really have any as much as that's not a massive help the way I got over like health anxiety and that kind of thing is I just moved on um, eventually you stop thinking about that kind of thing like when I was genuinely thinking about ISIS and terrorism and that kind of thing it was like controlling a lot of my thoughts and I thought about it all the time and every little thing I saw reminds me of it somehow even when the the reference I was making between the two was so obscure where I just think, how have you managed to link those two? How have I managed to link this to that? Um, I didn't really have any techniques. Um, what happened was you just kind of eventually it goes away and you stop thinking about it. Right now, it seems so intense, like your worries about COVID. And I can't really help you with the COVID stuff, because if I'm honest, I haven't worried about COVID once since any of this started happening. It's never actually been a concern of mine. It's never been one that I have genuinely had anxiety for or worried for. It, it, the things I worry about are mental 
when I think about them, that that is something that has never entered my head. It's happening around me. Like there's loads of stuff. I and mean, when I work in retail, so we've had like loads of rules change for us, you know, especially. But it's it's not one of the worries of mine. And, you know, like we like the government in England is is a bit nuts as well. Um, and I can't say I'm like, you know, like I can't give uh, like I follow it, but I kind of just think like this is crazy. Some of the things that happen. But once again, it's it's not a worry of mine at the moment. So I can't give you specifics on what's happening for you. But I know how I felt back then with the terrorist stuff and that kind of thing. And like I say, I tried to think about what I did to do it. And I didn't. Eventually, it'll just disappear. It's like every other obsessive thought. Like, have you ever had something where you're really into it? Like, you're really strongly passionate about it and you really like it. And then just one day you wake up and you think, I don't care about that anymore. You know, like, I suppose there's a weird example. Um, say, like... Pokemon cards is your thing and you just spend months and months and months mm. buying Pokemon cards and then one day you wake up and you think I don't care about Pokemon cards and then you just get rid of them it's kind of like that it's just kind of like a negative version of that uh, what's happening is you will constantly worry about it and think about it and it will consume all your thoughts and keep you awake and that kind of thing which is what happened to me and then just one day it didn't it didn't slowly really go away for me it's just one day I just stopped thinking about it and it wasn't an issue. And, you know, the same terrorist stuff was coming up in newspapers. And I'd see it and just think, I don't care. Um, I mean, not like I don't care about like that kind of thing. But I just thought it wasn't, I didn't feel the same, like, extreme, like, feelings of it. And it's the same with a lot of stuff with me. I get obsessed with certain things. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm not bothered. You know, I, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm over it. Uh, and that's the only thing I can say is I didn't actually have any techniques to deal with that kind of rumination and thought processes. Um, it just disappeared one day. I just didn't do it anymore. Um, yeah, and for me, like I, the things that I tend to do when I worry about stuff, and I don't think I have it to the the same level, and I don't know if this it will be helpful in any way, but in terms of uh, like health anxiety, the best thing I find is um like I don't I don't think it should become like an obsession which is so hard to do when you're on the spectrum but like the best things for me is always to just learn what I can about the topic so I feel like I'm sort of armored with the most knowledge that I can have and then to work on so if it is something to do with like worried about like your health or you know catching COVID in the the uh what that could mean for you i think if you can like learn as much as you can about your health and do take like necessary measures to make yourself like the the healthiest you you can be like that can even if it's almost placebo effect there isn't like i, I know at the moment there's not like a vaccine so you can't necessarily stop yourself from catching it but it, just if you have something in your head where you think like oh as long as i i don't know drink like green juice every day it's gonna like boost my immunity maybe if you've just got something in your head like a a placebo effect of just like that might help you it almost feels a bit like you've got a seatbelt on like it feels like a protective barrier and if there is like if it is also to do with like the rules because i i don't know if the new world order is to do with like the rules and stuff in place like just try and have them not affect you as much as possible like that's sort of what we've been doing and just like try and keep keep away from it as much as possible i'm not um like seeing the masks everywhere can be a bit intimidating like seeing people 
like all the uh, all the changes can be kind of intimidating but I tend to stay away from places that like I haven't been going to restaurants and cafes and stuff because I don't really like to see it I find it a bit like yeah it is a bit much you know seeing all of this it's such a big change and so not what I'm used to that I just sort of have been keeping away from it so I'm not too yeah that's a good point like affected as much as as much as that is possible and as long as you've still got like a your own place like for me it's always being at home nothing for me has changed in my home because this is like my safe space where the rest of the world doesn't affect me like as as long as I've got that as like a solid base if you will like yeah like a place to reset a place to reset to get away from the the world like that I think helps but yeah like sometimes it's just sometimes it's even for me like things that can't actually help me like I did have fears over terrorism at one point and um my thing at the time like one I I came to understand the topic as much as possible because I actually felt like the more you know about it the more you can look at it from a different perspective because you you might change the way you see it and that helps uh but for me like this is a really silly thing and I don't I don't necessarily think do this but I got a tattoo that was for like protection and I know that having a tattoo for protection won't actually protect me but that for me was just like my imaginary seatbelt that I was like okay like now I can handle things like I, I always I, I don't know I'm all about like doing token things that they help settle my brain they might not work for anyone else but just having if it even if it is something as simple as like <laughs> if I eat an apple an apple a day that will yeah. protect me like just putting something in your own brain yeah no I kind of just I kind of just got over it I, I I didn't really have stuff that would do it there'd be positive sides of the same thing mm. that I used to think just think about that instead and sometimes that would work but then sometimes it just was a waste of time and I couldn't get through the thoughts of this is it um and yeah uh like i say for me i I would say listen to scarlet's advice on this uh more so um but i I haven't got any advice like i say for me i just i just kind of my brain just eventually one day just went all right move on from this we're done that's also like part of my advice i mean i always say like i've said it on this podcast before but a thing that i always think about is will this matter to me in a week's time i mean with covid it's probably going to affect us a bit longer so you might have to stretch those goalposts a bit but maybe do like will this matter to me in a year's time will this matter to me in five years time like there is always going to be an end point where something won't matter anymore yeah 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 so i don't know try and try and think like that too but yeah i always like to do little yeah um tokeny things yeah that's it for this week yes Uh, thanks everyone for listening again. yeah thank you for listening i hope that that was uh I hope that that was okay. Yeah, you can find us on uh, Instagram. Still, we we did we did a video last time. Um, so did we? Yeah, uh, there was somebody on our group that said they missed the videos. Oh, um, well, although there's also <laughs> that one was for you. There's also somebody else uh, on Instagram that said they like our out of context pictures. So obviously, I uh, I like using them as well. Where I put, I basically it's because I just find a random picture to basically comment upon something, and yeah, I don't really ever think about is it related. I just think that'll do. Put that up. Uh, so someone enjoys that as well I, I didn't realise I was doing it to be honest the out of context thing uh, until somebody said I like these out of context pictures and I, learned, I thought about it and I just thought I do just pick any random picture I can find like one of the episodes I um, 
I just used a picture of you in a like luchador mask uh, as the picture yeah, for the topic. I'm brushing my teeth. I yeah. was taken off guard. Yeah, and uh, I uh, I didn't really uh, think about the fact that it has nothing to do with the topic, but mm. I just threw it in there anyway. Um, cool. So yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening again. Also, Thank like I said, we've got a private group on Facebook if you want to join it. Um, I am a bit behind, so don't worry, Ivan, if you've put a like application to join the group because like I say you have to get accepted in by me um it might take a few days but I do get around to it eventually I let like five people in this morning um but it looked like they've been waiting for a while because I hadn't checked so yeah sorry about that sorry everybody thank you so much for listening bye